Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com, starring world-renowned pet psychic Laura Stinchfield. Hi, everyone. I'm Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. I can hear animals telepathically who are living now as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate my life to teaching humans and animals how to understand each other better. Log on to thepetpsychic.com where you will find out uh, tons more about Laura the Pet Psychic, tips on animal communication, and animal behavior. Uh, you're listening to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com. Call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. Our chat room is open, so you can chat with other listeners, and you can also communicate with us. I'll be posting uh, any sort of links in there as well. I'm your producer and co-host, Aitu Sahara. Uh, we have Kendra and Diana on the phone line. And uh, it sounds like there's someone in the background there. Yeah, we got Seymour. Seymour's back home. Seymour's Seymour. a parrot. <laughs> tell us, uh, tell our listeners who may be new to the show who Seymour is. Yeah, so Seymour is my blue and gold parrot, and uh, I rescued her uh, close to ten and a half years ago now from... Um, a situation where she was abandoned. She was abandoned in a basement. She was eating maggots and um, she had no food or water and she'd been there for months. And uh, she became my parrot after I found her and she had some aggression problems and I rehabbed her with a um, with a friend of mine who I became friends with because of Seymour. And um, at one point I ended up having to move from my location and um, I realized that Seymour needed more attention to rehab her, so I found her a home with a man named James, um, and uh, James really loved Seymour, and so I really felt like it was a good home, and uh, I had James sign a contract saying that if um, he ever moved or if he ever needed to find a home for Seymour, that he would get back in touch with me, and he did that over the years. He called me every time he moved. And uh, a few weeks ago, he called and he said that um, Seymour needed to come back to me. Um, in the last 10 years, James has become a bird rescuer, and he has um, hundreds of parrots. And he recently lost his sanctuary, and he's looking for a new piece of property. And um, he just needed to downsize a little bit in the meanwhile. So here Seymour is back in my house after nine years. Wow. And I love the story about Seymour is a girl. Yes, Seymour's a girl. So we always thought Seymour was a boy. And for Seymour's, I knew Seymour's previous owner. And so we all thought Seymour was a boy until he went, or she went, to go live with James. (laughs) And um, she wasn't at James' house for more than a few weeks when... Seymour boy laid an egg. So, <laughs> it's been taking me a little bit. Every now and then you'll hear me call Seymour a he, but I'm I'm getting it that that he's a she. I've been saying you're a pretty birdie instead of you're a handsome birdie, and <laughs> we've been we've been really working it out. <laughs> That's awesome. And how is everyone? How is the animal family getting on with Seymour being added? What? really interesting because our quiet home has become very loud and um Seymour spent the first day that I worked my work day um where I worked from home you know talking to animals um through Skype where people are normally on speakerphone screaming and she would scream like this for like an hour to two hours at a time and then she would go from screaming to hello 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 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she would repeat hello for hours. And then I would, I when I got off the phone with a client, I would say hello. And then Luca would run to the door, barking at the door, thinking somebody was here. <laughs> and then yesterday, yesterday she, I was on the phone with somebody, and she started going, ha, 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 ha
sightings ever. <laughs> That's so weird. Has she said anything really weird? <laughs> no, she hasn't said anything weird. Every now and then I taught her to say Laura back when I had her, and every now and then I hear, like, a little bit of it, like, Aura, she'll say. She doesn't say the L, but Aura. Like, she'll call me. Like, right now she's a little bit upset with me because I had a break, and I put her outside for a little bit, and then I brought her in to do the show because I don't last last time I had her here, you know, 10 years ago, she, if I left her outside for too long, she would make her way to the house and start ripping apart the house. So, <laughs> oh, she's but, naughty. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Seymour, girl, Seymour. And uh, we have actually a lot, uh, we got a couple pieces of mail, email. So this is really exciting. I love the emails and uh, I encourage all of our listeners uh, who are on the show to always write us back and let us know what their animal is doing. And we got one from Lori and her uh, bunny, Opal. It says, uh, hi, Laura and I, thanks for the great radio show. We talked a few weeks ago about Opal the bunny coming into the, coming in the house. All went well with that. I believe we are all loving it. She does go outside some, too. But it's so cool to have her in, as, in too, so in as well. Uh, what I, I think is kind of funny, she said the house stunk, felt pretty bad, so I asked around my friends. No one agreed, but now that she's in sometimes, it may be a little smelly. Ha, ha, ha. Please understand she was not outside but on the porch. A sweet little condo built just for her. It's right outside the kitchen window, so everyone was sure to notice her beauty. I love Thursdays. Smiles, Lori. So that was Aww. sweet. That is sweet. <laughs> and, you know, I told her that the smelly could have just been, like, cleaning stuff because rabbits are very sensitive. Their noses are very sensitive. Right. So, so it's not smelly. Really- it's smelly to the bunny, but it might not be to us. It might smell good. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like a lemon scent or something could be smelly to a bunny, but we like that. (laughs) Uh, We got another quick one from Paige, who called into our radio show on November 29th, uh, 2012. Talked to the dog about hunting with a hawk. Um, And so I watched that video. Did you see it, Laura? Yes, it's so cute. I can't So cute. We're going to be posting that, so... Um, you know, Maggie is, Riley's the dog and Maggie's the, I think is the bird. What is the hawk? And so they go outside and they're like hunting, right? And she like flies around with him and it's really cute. Oh, it is so cute. It's not even funny to see them together. I was worried when Paige sent it that, that she was, the video was going to be the dog and the, and the hawk actually getting a rabbit. And, you know, I've got Bean here, so we don't really like hunting rabbits. Yeah. But it's not that. It's really cute. It's, it's yeah, they're not cool. really hunting. I think they're just, like, you know, doing their exercise. Hunting, maybe, the fun before the hunt. Yeah. So thanks for sending that page. Um, so we'll be posting that in the chat room. I'll, I'll post that link. Um, so yeah, that was really cool. So keep sending us emails. You can email us at petpsychicradio at gmail.com or you can also contact Laura through her website, which is thepetpsychic.com and go to the contact page and email us there as well. So you can do that. Um, shall we take some phone calls? We shall. We shall, we shall. Okay. So let's see here. Um, our first caller is Layla the Pitbull. Blue white head chest, um, and has been in foster uh, for a year, and has been depressed since a pending placement came up. So Cynthia is the mom, and Layla is the pit bull. So let's talk to Cynthia. Hi, Cynthia. Tell us Hi. about Layla. Hi. She's right here with me now. Um, just such a sweet, sweet spirit. Everyone who meets her falls for her. She's amazing, but. She's been a bit of a tough placement, um, which isn't that unusual. You know, in rescue, the tough ones come back to you. <laughs> um, so she's she's powerful. She's probably 75 pounds. She's gorgeous. I think you can see her photo there. Um, and she's just very she's very spirited. And I I believe actually she she uh, gets nervous. She had a really hard time in boarding when we after we pulled her from the shelter. A very hard time. Um, so I am concerned. I want to do right. Um, you know, I mean, she, she 
been with me a year. She feels like my dog. I want to do more than write by her. Um, so there's a a neighbor who seems to want her. He's been a bit lackluster, and I I am used to people falling for dogs, you know. And yes, making conscious analytical decisions about that is important, but I'm I'm a little worried that he's not passionate about her, and I do think he'd make for a safe good home but i just don't i don't know how she's feeling and i she's been she seemed depressed and so um but has she met him yet yeah she has she spent time with him over the past few months actually and this is what i just you know what what the guy was like i'm not really ready i've got some traveling to do and my she's beautiful she's going to look great in my house (laughs) this normally would put me off terribly a little bit about what he looks like so i can ask her what does she think of him and if she can then would she like to go live with him okay thank you he's um he's an african-american man and he's jovial and he's got a little bit of um graying hair a little facial Mm -hmm. hair um Always well dressed, and uh, he's he's happy. He's he's a yes. you know he's a jovial okay, type. Okay, let me ask her what she thinks of him. Hold on, uh, let me get her. She's beautiful. I do see her picture. She's absolutely gorgeous. She is. I do like him. <laughs> he's really sweet to me, and he's affectionate to me. But I worry that he might leave me too long. (laughs) I feel like he gets busy. And if he leaves me, can I come back and stay with my mom? (laughs) Can she? Is he close? Oh, my gosh, of course. It would be my pleasure. I would like to. (laughs) I like the idea of having a, a forever home. <laughs> and he's really conscientious of me. It looks like when she's with him, he's very, like, um, aware of, like, where she is, what she's doing, like, is her water clean? Like, he just seems like he's very um, aware of her needs when when she sees him. I agree. I know this about him. He is conscientious. You know what? I would like to try it. You know what you could do is you could say to him, that, like, try it for, like, a week or something, and you could call back into the radio show, and we could see if she likes her home. Oh, my gosh. That would be so amazing because I, I want that opportunity to recall if I don't like what's going on. Yeah, right. Yeah. This dog we can make so... it her decision. What did you say? We, I said we can make it her decision. Oh my gosh, that is amazing! Uh, yeah, I really, I really, that means so much to me because yeah, she she could live here with me if she got along with my dogs, but she doesn't. I don't know if you've caught that. She's and nervous. I don't want to. What? I don't really want to. She's saying that she doesn't want to get along with the other dogs. <laughs> That's okay, <I> clear. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, and then, you know, just to tell her that she can also lick and yawn and blink her eyes. And when she starts to calm herself, maybe she'll start to change her feelings about whether or not she wants to be around another dog or not, mm-hmm. you know, so or the other dog. So mm-hmm. she could still grow into being dog-friendly. I have felt that way, too. I think she's just still young and a little nervous based on what went on in the in the kennels. For her, which was pretty mm-hmm. traumatic, and I did ask her. You might be happy to hear. I did ask her the other day before we saw him. Um, please tell me how you feel about him. And I've never seen Layla be so demonstratively affectionate. Oh, to yeah. who? To it him or cool. to you? What? To him or to you? Oh, to him. When we were parting, she. Um, oh. She leaned into him and kind of nudged him with her face a few times, and oh, yeah, yeah. And isn't she also, that amazing? And so that is, isn't that amazing? Because you've asked her to show you, and then she showed you. So it's just about trusting that too. Yeah, it's and then so she also went outside. He's got a beautiful home, and he likes to have it like an indoor-outdoor deal with the door open. And I'm concerned about that. He leaves his door open when he leaves, his back door. But um, maybe you could ask her if she's going to be safe there. Um, but I wanted to tell you that he, she brought his – you know how a dog will take a sock or something and gingerly bring it, and, and it's a sign of affection. They're not trying to destroy your stuff. Mm-hmm. 
she brought his gardening glove in and lay down at our feet. And then oh, we took, see, yeah, but we took trying, that one, and she went out and got the other one. <laughs> yeah, see, she's trying to tell you that she likes him. Yes. That's great. Yeah, so give it a try, and then call us back in a week or so, and we'll, we'll ask her how she likes it. Okay, thank you so very much. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for calling in. And okay, thanks for all thank the work you. you do. Oh, thanks. That's so cool. So I hope we get a good update later. I know. I mean, I think that's so interesting. I think it's really important for people to realize that just if you feel like you can't hear them, like I can hear them, you can still ask them a question, and then they're going to find ways to show you their answer. So it's just to yeah. be open and to trust it when you get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool that they that she uh, gave her a sign. Yeah, two awesome. signs. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, we have a very special guest with us today. Um, we have Operation Blankets of Love, and you can go to their website, which is operationblanketsoflove.org. It's an amazing organization that provides uh, comfort items like blankets and towels and things to shelters, rescues, sanctuaries, and fosters to improve the well-being of stray, sick, abused, and neglected homeless animals. Uh, increasing their chances for adoption, which saves lives. And today we have the founder, Eileen, on the phone with us. Hi, Eileen. Hi. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having Ginger and I today. We're looking forward to it. Awesome. Um, Tell us why it's important to donate something as simple as a used towel or blanket. Well, it's um, they found out through scientific studies that when shelter animals are on a cement floor, they become very nervous and they become very anxious, they're depressed, their immune system goes down, or if it's a cat on inside a cage with just newspaper, again, the same thing. Their immune system goes down, they're unhappy. But as soon as you put something soft, like a blanket or a comforter or a fluffy old towel, they immediately feel relaxed, they feel safe and secure, and they're happier. And a potential adopter seeing an animal snuggled in a pet bed or a blanket or a cat underneath the, the little towel, they, they, just, they just want to bring them home because it reminds them of a home environment. And, um, and it could be between life and death of an animal, a simple old or new blanket or towel. Mm-hmm. Wow. And how can our listeners uh, help you or contact the organization? Well, it's it's terrific because anybody can go in the closet and find a used towel as long as it's clean or a blanket. And you go onto my website, operationblanketsoflove.org, and you go to help us. And then you go to drop-off locations, and there's 75 drop-off locations in nine counties. And we have volunteer captains that pick up the um, the uh, donations, and they bring it to the local shelter, and they find out about the rescues that could use this as well. And what, uh, you say nine counties, are you in California or? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, oh. we're in uh, Southern California. Okay. And we start from Kern County all the way down to San Diego. We're located in the Los Angeles County, and there we have at least 25 to 30 drop-off locations. A lot of Petco's. Mm-hmm. I have 20 Petco's, and they've been doing this for two or three years, and we are a nonprofit, so we're going strong, especially during the cold season. We use double because um, it, a lot of the animals are outside, unfortunately. They think it's called a shelter. They're in a building, and they're outside. So there's a lot of places, even in California, where it's quite cold. Yeah, well, it's been really cold the last uh, few weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. 20 minutes from me, it was snowing, and some of the animals were just in dog igloo. So they, you know, the rescues come here, and there's no charge at all, and we'll give them 500 to a thousand dollars worth of uh, provisions for the animals: blankets, towels, leashes, you name it, collars. We even give away dog igloos and crates and pet clothes. It's and it's it's a wonderful opportunity for the community to help the animals, and everyone's their voice. That's amazing. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for all that you do. That's really great. 
And I'll be uh, stopping by one of those locations because I know I have tons of towels that are pretty much brand new that I don't use, and I can certainly give them away to a useful animal, exactly. you know. Yeah. Right. Um, and, mm-hmm. Oh, um, who are we talking to today? Are we talking with Ginger? Oh, yes. Ginger um, is um, is my inspiration because I never had a pet before, and she's my first pet ever. So I was very anxious in the beginning because I had no idea, what do you do with a four-month-old um, puppy who is a mutt? And my husband grew up with animals, and so I had to go to doggy school to learn all about training and commands and and just how to be and have your, your dog as part of the family. And, um, of course, I fell in love with her, and she's like, she's my baby now, and she's 10 years old now. And she oh. goes everywhere with us, everywhere. She's a certified therapy dog, too. And when did you get her? When did you... Okay, we got her. It was December. I'm sorry. It was October 2003. And, oh, okay. um, mm-hmm. and um, she was, um, a, there was a rescue group at Petco. And I, we weren't even looking for a dog that day, but um, we saw a sign and we walked in and we ended up adopting little Ginger. She was the only dog out of about 15 that was not barking. She was just hovered behind, oh, wow. you know, the cage. But let me tell you, she's the most friendly dog now, but, um, but not to dogs. She's afraid of dogs, but she loves people. Okay, and so I don't you know want to ask? Why she's afraid of dogs, and also why she's why doesn't she want to go in the car? Yes, uh huh, definitely, definitely. Nope. And I also was curious. I don't know. I mean, uh, how she ended up on a highway? I mean, I mean, who who would have done that? I don't know. Okay, oh, let's get her. Hold on, let's get gender. Right, she's right <laughs> here next to me. I'm petting her. <laughs> she says, "Mom, I want to tell you." That what that what you do is amazing. Cause I get sad for all those animals, and you really do help them, and you keep them warm. And I think that each blanket that gets donated, not just is a blanket, but is also love. Oh. And so the animals. They feel the love in the blanket. And I think that's really special. Oh, so cute. Oh, that's that's beautiful. I also want to tell you, Mom, that when I was little I ended up on the I ended up on the road because somebody left me there. They it was a man with stubby fingers. He says, you stay here. And I was scared. But I'm not that scared now. Now is a good time to ask her about the dogs in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, Ginger, honey, what about the, how come you're scared of other dogs? Because they could kill me. Oh. They could bite me and kill me. It's better if they stay away. So this is a good time to tell Ginger, and, like, you can tell any of the dogs that sort of have this issue where they're frightened of other dogs, is that that, that may be true about some dogs, that some dogs might be dangerous. But if she starts paying attention to other animals' body language, she'll start to be able to read which ones are dangerous and which ones are not. Because right now she has a false fear that's thinking that every animal is dangerous because they're not. And so what's really important for her to know is that she can do her calming signals and that's body language for her to for her to calm herself and also body language that communicates with other animals. And these signals are licking of the mouth, yawning, blinking the eyes, looking and looking away, sitting down, lying down, stretching, Fake sniffing is one. And these signals are very, very important. We want our animals to be doing these signals. Now, probably when Ginger is scared of another dog, what she does first is close her mouth, 
freeze, her body might get stiff, her eyes might get really wide. And then from there, it can go into like a fear tremble or retreat, or it can go into any type of fear aggression, which is like growling, barking, snarling, or anything like that. And so it's really important. Yeah, so it's really important when we see our animals closing their mouths and staring and body getting stiff that we teach them to look away, lick, yawn. You can do that by putting like a treat in front of their nose and teaching them a look away um, or just calling their name and getting them to look away or or visualizing them blink or visualizing them turn away um, and then praise them when you see them doing that. It's so important. Once she starts to feel comfortable doing that in herself, then she can start looking at other dogs for their signals as well. Then she can see when other dogs are looking and looking away. And some of the dogs that she might be getting scared of are actually really friendly. Right. Okay. We'll try that. She says, I know those signals. I will try them, but from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good to know that she feels safer from a distance. And so you want to sort of watch where that zone is. If she feels safe at 10 feet, Work her at work her at eleven feet away and get her even more comfortable, and then slowly make it closer and closer. For some dogs, it's the other side of the dog park. Um, mm-hmm. uh, okay, let's ask her about the car. What's going on with you in the car? I don't like the car because that's what I was dropped off in, and it always reminds me of fear. Because I was thrown in there, and I was thrown out of there. So what she's having is like a little post-traumatic stress. Every time she sees the car, she starts to have that post-traumatic stress. So one of the things that you can do is give her a new experience of walking to the car. And I would, like, sort of walk her slowly up to the car rather than carrying her in. And then Mm -hmm. seeing if you can jump in, maybe throw a piece of food in so she can jump in herself or you could pick her up right when you get her to the door but see if you can slowly teach her to to walk to the door Mhm. she goes on her back <clears throat> automatically it's like you know like giving up <laughs> yeah the back is a submissive position so she's saying like oh my gosh don't do this to me like I'm just mm-hmm. being submissive do this to me wow. um want to give her it's actually the throwing in the car and the throwing out of the car that scares her so terrible Mm. yeah but you can keep working with it i mean it's important when our animals have these fears that we we help them out of it rather than babying them too much do you want to be that you don't like coddle her too much like pick her up it's okay baby and walk her slowly to the car kind of want her to be calm and get her so that she can like walk to the car herself she can do it mm-hmm. and like visualize that for her visualize her excited to go to the park and you can think think too you can tell her we're going to the park we're going to the park and keep visualizing the park um Rather than saying, like, oh, no, she's fearful, or, oh, no, and I don't know if you do that or not, but for everybody listening, you want to try and stay from, like, like visualizing so much of the fear or what you think she's experiencing, because then that puts all the energy into that image and that feeling, and that's going to make it worse for her. Mm-hmm. So visualize it so she can feel that. Mm-hmm. Visualize that, that's a, mm-hmm. Visualize her getting in and going to the park, and everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we're going to try that. Eileen, thank you so much, Eileen, for calling into our show, uh, Operation Blankets of Love. You can go to the website, which is operationblanketsoflove.org, and if you're in the Southern California area, please, please donate your blankets, your towels, check out the organization, go online, help out. It's really wonderful. Can I add one thing? When mm-hmm. people people can call me um, anywhere in where you are in the country, especially the United States, because people call me and they want to know how I can help them in their local shelter. So we help them become friends of Operation Blankets of Love 
in all over the country to start a blanket drive, and we send them a template, and we kind of handhold them over the phone so they can help their local shelter too. So um, anyone that's listening, please, you know, look us up and under contact us. My phone number's there. And, well, 818-402-6586, and we'll be more than happy to help you. We've helped so many people, Kentucky, Texas, New York, Ohio, Florida, all over. So please call us, and you could also help the animals, too. That is awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for being on our show. Thank you. And Ginger says thank you so much, too. (laughs) Bye, Ginger. Thanks, Eileen. Okay. Have a great day. You, too. Oh, that's, that's I love this organization. I think it's such a great idea. Me too. For her, and I love that it's little Ginger, her mate or an animal lover. Yeah, I know. She's the beginning of Operation Blankets of Love. She started the whole thing. It's pretty cool. I love that. I love that she said that the blankets bring love. It's like because that's their name too. And so when people are dropping off the blankets, they're thinking operate. Operation Blankets of Love. And yeah. Actually, like imprinting on the blankets. Yeah. So Throughout the blanket off to the shelter, the animals are feeling that love. It's awesome. That's so awesome. I'm t- definitely going to, I had. I just found a bunch of stuff that I need to get rid of anyways, so I'm definitely going to do that. Pretty That's cool. Good. Um, the chat room is quite uh, busy today. We have, um, it looks like an animal in an emergency. So I thought we could talk to Walk-In Light is the name of the screen The screen name. says um, they have a bird, a sacred obese, a gray bird. Do you know what they look like? Uh, what is it? Is it it's, a... it's called a sacred obese. I looked it up on Google Images. It's got like a long beak and it's pretty kind of oh. tall, a skinny. You can look Google Image it. Um and it's outside in a tree. Okay. Oh, ibis, not ibis. Ibis is how you pronounce it. And um, it's got a fish line uh, on its foot, stuck on his foot. Oh no! And he's tripping over his feet and falling onto his bill and his head, and looks very uncomfortable. And so I guess this bird um, kind of lives outside Walking Light's house and would love to try and help him or they stay away from the fish line. So maybe you can tell him to stay away from the fish line, and if it's okay, he could he or she walk in light. Um, they could, you know, take the fish line off its foot. Yeah, so what does he need to do? He needs to get down to the ground because yeah. he's in the tree? Yeah, so he get needs down to on the ground. To the ground and let the people take the fish line off of him. Yeah, and to stay away from the fish line. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, hold on. It's a gray one. It's in a tree. Yeah. If I go down to the ground, they'll put a net over my head. No, they won't. They'll be really gentle with you. And they'll take it off and then they'll let you fly away. I'm scared I'll drop. And you're not gonna. You'll be safe. You'll be safe. Why do people look so scary with their eyes? So what he's saying is that he's. I mean, I don't know how how big are they. I don't know. In the pictures, they look kind of big. So the thing with them is that maybe predators will look at them with big eyes. So it's really important that when you're when we're using our human eyes to look at the fishnet on his or the his string on his legs that you soften your eyes. So it's really important for walking light to um, when he does fly down or even when he's still in the tree to kind of look out of the corner of their eyes and make sure that they do soft blinking, like slow, soft blinking, rather than doing a stare at what's going on because that's going to send him farther away. So the more they sort of turn their shoulder to the bird, the more they sort of close their eyes, the safer the bird is going to feel. Mm -hmm. And also, 
when they do go up to the bird once the bird is on the ground to really concentrate on their breathing and to go really slow. Right. And, you know, for the bird, I mean, it might not be possible because it's a wild bird um, to come down and hang out with the person, but maybe just to let them know to stay away from the fish line and to be careful. Yeah, but isn't he trapped with it? I don't, are they, I'm not sure. Are they trapped? I don't know. If it is trapped, then they've got to get it off, I yeah, guess. Yeah, if it is trapped, he needs to come down. So, yeah. But you'd be surprised, actually, like, like I, I've found birds, you know, that have been caught in barbed wire. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you say to them from a distance, like, I'm going to help you. Like, I'm going to help you. I'm going to set you free. You know, you'd be surprised. They'll be mm-hmm. really And you don't have to be a pet psychic in order to do it. You just have to really sort of have your intention clear about what you want them to do. I've had friends who've had a hummingbird in the house, and they're really hard to catch. And and she said to the hummingbird, you know, I just need to catch you in my hands, and then I'll let you out of here. And the Mm -hmm. hummingbird let her catch him. So you just, um, yeah, just really concentrate on what your intention is. Yeah. Well, I hope that helps walk in light and let us know how that goes. Um, definitely work on the uh, animal behavior stuff, right? Like the soft blinking, you said. Yeah, yeah. They're probably looking at him with big eyes. <laughs> okay. So our next uh, our next caller is actually, we have a mystery on our hands. Someone is urinating on Lee's bed. Lee is our caller. And we have a cat named Kravitz, um, who's a male cat, 13 years old, black with white whiskers and a spot below the neck and a white triangle on the belly. And um, Lee wants to know, is it Kravitz or one of uh, his sisters? Let's find out what the mystery is. Hey, Lee. Hi there. Hi, so we have a mystery on our hands, and you want to know who who's the uh, the the one in trouble here? Yes. <laughs> so tell me. Well, also, I mean, like, why were they peeing on the bed? So, um, so there's Kravis, and then who, how many sisters does Kravis have? He is an only child. Oh, well, so what do you mean? Then you're. So I'm confused. Oh, your sister. Oh, your sister has a cat of her own. Oh, okay. So yes. you're you're wanting to know is it Kravis who's peeing on whose bed? Mine. On your bed, or is it who else? Yes. No, he's done this and sort of thing he- before. What did you say? No, Kravis has done this sort of thing before. He has. Uh, shown his displeasure by urinating on the bed and on my clothing, but mm-hmm. there, are, there is no sign of any kind of bladder infection. Okay. And he's still using his litter box regularly. Okay. And then you, there's another cat in the household, and who is that cat? Her name is Madeline. And what does Madeline look like? She's a sort of a off-white with biscuit-colored markings. One of them looks like a, a leaf from an arrowhead root plant. Oh, how pretty. Okay. And so are you thinking that maybe it might be Madeline, too? You're just you're not sure? I honestly can't decide who it is. I mean, uh, okay. Kravitz, Kravitz has a history of this, but at the same time, um, Maddie could just be very upset about living here. I don't know. Okay. So we can ask. Let's ask Kravis. Is he peeing on the bed? Does he know if it's yes, Madeline? And then why is that? Why is whoever peeing peeing? Yes. Um. Okay. Let me get Kravis. Black with right, white he's... whiskers, a spot on his neck, and a white triangle on his belly. Hold on. Yeah, I'm looking at him. He's resting on my bed right now, underneath the shower curtain. He says, "Yeah, I've been peeing. I'm oh, sorry, honey. mom. I've been peeing." Why? I mean, are you sick? I'm just, I'm just feeling a little bit out of sorts. Do you have a I'm sorry, bladder infection? He says he's feeling out of sorts. I'm going to see if he's hurting. In his. Does it hurt when you pee? No, it doesn't hurt. But I'm right, Are you sure? 
Okay, because Madeline is living here? Wait, hold on a second. Let me get it done. The reason why I'm upset is just because my mom, she doesn't pay me the same amount of attention. She's been really busy. I want her to do more things with me. And I don't mind Madeline. Okay. Madeline is actually kind of nice. Except the fact that she she sheds more than I do. (laughs) Yes, and she's very nervous. But the thing is, Mom, can you spend more time with me? I want you to cuddle with me more. Do you know what he's talking about? Have you been out of the house more? Oh, yes. I've been uh, work. I've been working four days a week, part-time, and I've also been job hunting. Oh. So let me tell him that the reason why you haven't spent that much time with him is because you have to go find a job. You have to do things. Yes. It's the quality of time when she's home. I'm sorry? He wants you to spend concentrated time with him. So he's just saying that he's kind of a little bit more needy. So one of the things that you could do is, like, maybe before you go to bed each night, maybe you could have, like, 20 minutes of Kravitz time where you, like, sit and you talk to him and you tell him about your day and, you know, maybe play with him or brush him or whatever he likes what he likes and just sort of hang out with him. The thing is we do spend a lot of time together. Uh, he sits with me when I watch TV. He shares a chair with me when I'm on the computer. And lately he's been okay. spending a lot of time in the room, in my room with me. I'm sorry? She says, but it's different. I want her focused on me. Okay, honey, I want her I'll try. focused on me. So it's sort of like he's saying that he wants you to talk to him and, like, tell him about your day and, like, really sort of discuss things with him. Oh, you want to hear my voice? Yeah, well, yeah, or you could sort of say it in your head, too. You don't have to really say it out loud. Yeah, sort I'm, of just I'm sorry, I'm how having, you're doing. I'm sorry. I'm having a really time he- bad time hearing you. I'm on my cell phone, and I don't have the best reception. Uh, all right. Well, maybe what you could do is listen to the recording later, and you could hear hear um, hear hear what I said. Well, thank you for calling in. Hopefully, uh, Kravitz will will you know get better. And uh, we have our next caller, who is Claudia, with a cat named Turbo, who's black and is 17 years old, a white tuxedo who died four years ago. So um, Turbo is passed. Hey, Claudia. Hi. Hi, Laura. Oh. Hi, I. Hi. What do you want to know Claudia. about Turbo? Um, so Turbo was our black and white tuxedo cat that we adopted. He just kind of had been abandoned at our apartments when we had moved here and was about four or five years old at that time. And we adopted him and he was our, he lived with us for, um, his, the rest of his life. And, um, when he was about 17, he just started showing really poor signs and um, ended up with a mass in his abdomen and we decided to uh, put him down at that point. Um, he he was old and surgery was just not something that I think he would have tolerated well. Um, and so that was about four years ago. And um, I resisted getting another cat uh, for a long time because I didn't feel like I was ready for it. Um, and then and I didn't feel like he was ready to come back. Like I knew that he wanted to come back to us. And um, and then a couple years ago, I started feeling like, oh, he doesn't want to come back as a cat this time. He wants to come back as a dog. So I had to wrap my head around that because I have two small kids. Um, and I let that percolate for a while. And then last two falls ago, we decided, okay, let's try and let's look for the dog that's a good match for us. And so we started looking. And we ended up adopting a dog. Um, his name is Riker. He's been with us for almost just about a year just now. And uh, I'm wondering if Turbo, our cat, is is Riker, our dog. <laughs> oh, that's, well, that's so exciting. So. And Claudia, do you think do you think that he is? I I feel like he is. Yeah, because he does things that Turbo does did. Oh, so. that's so. 
Well, okay, Claudia, thanks. Yeah, it's good to talk to you, Laura. Take care. Thank yeah, you. you too. Hear your voice. <laughs> the gooey sandwiches, it totally, to me, it sounds like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I know. I think that's what it was, the jelly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we're going to go quickly to our next caller, which is Rachel and Raven, who have a cat. Um, it is a four-year-old gray and brown tabby, Nutter Butter. Uh, oh, Nutter Butter. <laughs> Peanut Butter. Okay, uh, Nutter Butter, who's lethargic and not eating um, his favorite food. So they oh. went to the vet to get um, blood work, and it seemed like it was pretty good. But let's find out what's going on with Nutter Butter. Hi, Rachel and Raven. Hello. Yeah, his his blood work and his urinalysis and everything came back totally clear. But um, he he didn't like his old food. He said it, it made him jittery. And so we switched him to uh, turducken. He eats better than anyone in the house. And he loves it. He's never uh, hesitated when you give it to him. And he's just been curled up in Raven's blanket and just doesn't want doesn't want to do anything. You set it down in front of him. He just kind of looks at it and looks away. He doesn't want to get up, oh. pick him up, and oh. he makes noises. I mean, it's and normally he's he's a cuddler, but now it just seems like he wants to he wants to just lay on you and not not do anything else. And he's not usually like that. Okay, okay. Let's see. Let's get another butter. Hold on. No, no, baby. I feel really sick in my stomach. It's like piercing me. And when I walk, I'm burning. Oh. And I'm shivering inside. But he doesn't have a fever? No. His temperature was... Was normal. And the weird thing, too, is it sounds like... It's like when he says that burning feeling, I feel like it's his pancreas, but... But that probably would have showed up in blood work if there's something going on with his pancreas. I hope so. I can I can take him back and ask them to do a broader panel on him. He says I don't feel good. Okay. It's like I'm shriveling up inside. Okay, baby. And it almost makes me is he outdoor cat? Oh no, he's totally inside. He's totally inside. Yeah. Because it almost sounds like a poison to me, but you don't have anything like that inside, right? No, honey. We're very careful with the ant poison. Yeah. They're not allowed in any rooms where there's anything that remotely resembles poison. Oh. Yeah, I I don't feel good. I think that maybe... I mean, I'm not a vet. I can't like tell you really tell you what to do or like diagnose or anything. But yeah, I almost think he needs fluids. Okay, baby, do you need um, to go to your water bowl some more? He's got a fountain because they they won't drink anything but running water. Yeah, so. I think that he needs like intravenous fluids. Okay, do you need me to give you IV, baby? I think so. All right. I don't feel good at all. And I'm getting dizzier and dizzier. Oh, baby. The inside feeling, like, the, it's like, you know, there's a couple of things that I contributed to, like, usually the feeling, like, cancer has the same feeling, um, poison has the same feeling, uh, worms has the same feeling, okay. um, and that's sort of the feeling, not to say that any of those things are what he has. But yeah, but all potential. Yeah, it reminds me of just to give you the idea of what it feels like. You know, like if, when you take a wet towel and you turn it around, like, and you twist it? Yeah. It feels like that, but really hot and burning. And it feels oh. like that inside their stomach. Okay. Because they, so, they had fleas from the upstairs neighbors, and they had to take Capstar yesterday. Um, but he was he wasn't feeling good before that. It was only the middle of the day where I just assume he he was just like I've got to have something, and he managed to 
get the pill down because we were worried that the fleas would give them something. I know, sweetheart. Oh, so if he already didn't feel well and then you gave him Pascar, that could put him over the edge. Okay. Just as a general rule, you never want to give an animal vaccines and you never want to give them any, like, flea and tick stuff if they're feeling down because their immune system is already down. And so then you're going to add toxicity to that. It's going to sort of bring them down farther. So it's possible that he has, like, a little bit of a kitty flu, and then you gave him the cat star, and then that just exasperated it. Now it feels like he has big kitty flu. Yeah, but I don't know, you know. I mean, I almost, I would feel better if he had fluids, but the vet can tell you that, you know. Yeah, it's, I've got no problem taking him back. Yeah, it, uh-huh. but I'll bet the cat star made him worse. Okay, we're going to go in the car then, and we're going to see the vet, okay, baby? Please yeah. email us and let us know how Nutter Butter is doing. Yeah. I will. Okay. Do a little Nutter Butter. Yeah. Good luck. Get, get well. Oh, Nutter Butter. It's such a cute name. <laughs> Isn't it? So yeah, cool. I hope he feels better. So it is now time for Words of Wisdom with Storm King and Friends. Yay! Yay! So, Storm King, tell us who's going to be our animal who's doing the wisdom today. Is it you? Or Yeah. Storm King says the best stuff ever. I know. You stopped by me the whole show. And uh, can you explain to our audience members who may not have heard of this segment of the show who Storm King is? Oh, yeah. Stormy is my Australian shepherd, and he is 13 years old. And I picked him out when he was two days old so he could keep his tail. Yay. Yay. (laughs) He has his tail. Yeah. So, Stormy, honey, so tell me, what do you want to tell everybody about words of wisdom? I want to tell everyone to pay attention to their animals. It takes a lot of awareness to notice when they're sick. And if you notice quick, then you can get them fixed quick. Nothing is too small to take care of immediately. That's pretty good, don't you think? Mm Mm-hmm. It's really true, and it's being—it's those little being aware is such a big part of it because you can catch it so quickly, like Storm says. Yeah, true. so true. Or you could miss it. You know, something could be happening yeah. for a while, and you just miss it. Yep. Aw. Thanks, Storm. Uh, can I ask a personal question to Storm King? Sure. Uh, Stormy, what do you think? Uh, how's life with Seymour? For me, did he care? What I said, she said, how's life with Seymour? It's really tiring. I mean, I'm really happy she's back because I think it's important for her to be here. But sometimes when she screams, it scares me. But you know what the weirdest thing is? Is that she doesn't age. And I got older, and she's still young. And it's sad because she keeps asking about Maya, Joey, and Boomer, and the pigs. So that's Maya, my old wolf dog, Joey, my old cat, and the pigs that are all in heaven now. And it's sad to tell her that they're in heaven. And I think, Seymour, you're going to do all right. No, that's sweet. I know. I'm so happy she's back too. I think she needs to be here. This is like the next of her re- rehabilitation of the Definitely. trauma. I can't wait yeah. to meet her. I'm. I want to meet her. She's so awesome. I'm so cool. happy to have her. <laughs> well, welcome to the gang, Seymour, and. Uh, Go to thepetpsychic.com if you would like to uh, check out more about Laura. She's got lots of videos. Uh, Your blog is pretty awesome, has lots of cool little stories 
you have your personal stories about animals and uh, lots of uh, animal communication stuff. You also can be an animal communicator, is what I've learned from your blogs. Oh, that's so true. I'm so glad you learned that. Yeah. So that's dpetpsychic.com. Come to our Facebook page as well, uh, Pet Psychic Radio. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, everyone. Talk to the animals.